This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody welcome back to the total screamers podcast i'm jake and i'm joined by jed say hello jed hello mate and then we've got ash from the cathedral of sport podcast uh we're doing a little interview today he's got a book coming out and we're just going to talk to him and get to know him and and uh generally speak to him about football and all things sport ash how you doing mate you're right I'm, I'm i'm all good lads i'm all good just trying to survive you know what i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. every day <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's a nightmare at the minute isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right mate so we'll just get started so talk tell us uh you know obviously you've got a podcast how did you sort of get into doing that well i was a chef before and uh obviously my trade went down to swanee because of the because of the covid and all that so I was just like, what do I do now? What do I do now? You know, and then uh, one day I just said to me, mate, I just want to start a podcast. You know, I like talking, so I might as well. And uh, <laughs> I had a few contacts, um, people I used to know for in the non-league circles and stuff. So it was easy to get a couple of guests on to start with. Um, yeah. Twitter as well, just like adding people and DMing people and stuff. And we just built it up from there. And it was just, it was, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. Um, so yeah, we just, different types of sports guests, Football, basketball, boxing, we've had all sorts on, mate. Honestly, I've fan guests on the show of different <laughs> clubs and my co-host has spoke about ice hockey. We've done an hour about ice hockey and, <laughs> you know, it's just all sorts. It's, it's just really good. It's, I've really, really enjoyed it. It's been such a great journey. Like some of these people I would never have spoken to a year ago, like Alex yeah. Smith, John Sitton and, you know, the, the basketball player Lavelle Cook and, you know, and boxer Joe Maposa. He's, you know, I've, I would have never have in a million years but I probably might have cooked for these kind of people but I've never <laughs> gone front of house to say hello to them do you know what I mean so it's yeah. really good and sports me passion yeah so it's uh it's what I what I should be doing well that's it that's sort of how we got involved in it wasn't it Jed we were sort of all sat around and um so me and Simo started the podcast uh, with our other friend Tim and, and we sort of got Jed on as a guest and then we should just sort of like do you want to come back <laughs> and then it sort of yeah. gone from there and it's sort of just grown from similar to you mate like you sat with your mates we talk about it all the time why don't we just record it as well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So. yeah and uh yeah we have a laugh doing our podcast as well don't we yeah. and you know 
on. I was really grateful for the opportunity to get involved as well like as a guest first of all, um, and then as a you know, host now as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's great to talk about something that you're passionate about, isn't it? And and Ash, I can clearly see you're passionate about like, all kinds of sport, not just football, yeah. uh, as well, which is which is great. I know I noticed on your Twitter page at the moment you're doing a. Is it like a World Cup of basketball yeah, yeah. hits from like from history? Like, I love the I love the idea. Yeah, I think it's I class. At, I, I don't know why I came <laughs> up with that. To be honest, you know, I was, uh, I, was, I, think it was I was watching. Um, actually, I was watching college basketball NCAA the other night on BT Sport, and uh, I think it was Baylor's jersey. And I was like, oh, that's smart. And I thought, what if I did a World Cup of jerseys, of basketball jerseys, <laughs> and that? It's, look, look, it's not getting many votes at all. Do you know what I mean? It's like I think one barely just made twenty votes one game, but. Look, it's a bit of fun, do you know what I mean? It's keeping me amused anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I'm always happy to talk about any, any sort of kits, to be honest, <laughs> mate. As as you might know, obviously I'm a, a big fan of football kits and stuff. Basketball kits ain't, ain't too uh dissimilar to, to football uh, in their sort of designs, well, are they? No, so. You've got um yeah, it's got um a lot of football clubs in Europe that are tied to the, um sorry, basketball clubs that are tied to football clubs. They're like multi yeah. multi sports. Yeah. So Barcelona and Real Madrid are yeah. still to come in my uh in my tournament and you should you should see nice. you should see the Barca <laughs> yeah. one smart I was, right? uh, <laughs> oh I was I was gonna say um I, I went to Barcelona a couple of years ago with the missus and um, and we went round and did the uh, you know, stadium tour and stuff like that at the new camp and even in like the hotels they have like a Barca TV channel and they've got the basketball on that all the time and like the Barcelona basketball team I think they play like literally next yeah. door to the the new camp yeah, as well, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah. they love it all. They love it over it's there. Massive, massive Spain, Spain basketball. They're probably the second best basketball nation in the world, I'd say. The USA. But we're not talking about basketball, yeah. are we? We're not. <laughs> yeah. we're so, uh, so, Ash, obviously, you've got a, you've got a book coming out, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Um, so, how did you sort of get to to write in the book, and what was the sort of inspiration behind doing that, and what's the book about as well? Right, a book's called Good Citizen, Bad Citizen. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> roller coaster journey with Edinburgh City Football Club. Obviously, you can tell by my accent, I'm not from Edinburgh. Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the amount of English people here, you wouldn't be able to tell these days. But um, no, I. I as a chef, I've worked all over the UK and uh, a so-called, well, so-called associate, I wouldn't call him that anymore, put it that way, but um, <laughs> he invited me to come up to Scotland to start a little business venture with him. So I was like, do you know what? I need a change. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Get myself up. What have I got to lose? I've, I've moved about all my life anyway. What I didn't realise, he was like a total alky and he just, you know, mm. wasn't good to work with. And it came to loggerheads one day when we were in this pub and we, we'd done a job for the pub and they lined up pints on the bar and he was like, oh, this is how we're getting paid. I'm like, nah, mate, I get paid in cash, not beer. And we, <laughs> yeah. we just, you know, we just yeah. came to loggerheads about that and then got my stuff and I thought, right, I brought my chef stuff up with me just in case this backfires, which it did. So I headed to Edinburgh um, with £6.35 in my pocket. <laughs> um, ended up in a and b because um, that's where they could put me out. I found a job, but I didn't know where to live. So they put me in one of the B&Bs and the council run B&Bs. And then... One night, my usual walk to work was right up the Royal Mile, and that's all I knew, really. And then I thought, right, one night, I was off work, couldn't stare at the four walls, it's depressing in there. So I thought I'd turn left, and <laughs> as I turned left, I went down this alleyway, and as I come out the alleyway, there was this massive like stadium in front of me, and floodlights were on and all sorts. And obviously, I knew about hearts and hibs and, and all that, but I found this little pub, and I asked, so I said, who plays there, sort of thing? And they were like, oh, Edinburgh City. And that's how the journey began. I, I went into the game, but I wasn't dressed well for it. So it's freezing. It's a, it's a middle of winter. So I left at half time. But um, I thought, I've got to go back, got to go back. And I just started going back. And then, 
you know, met my missus, settled down here, um, and then started going, started going to more games, more games. And then basically I noticed that everyone at Edinburgh City is like sat in ones and twos and was very apart and it was not very all together like you get at many football clubs with um, like many yeah. football fans. Yeah. And I went down to watch Musselburgh as well in non-league. And I saw how they did it and how they ran their supporters club. And I thought, right, I can, I, I can take this to Edinburgh City. And, and that's what I did. I, I sort of bought the, all the support together, um, grew, grew the support as well, started away bus trips and away, you know, because they didn't really do any away days. You used to get maybe two city fans that traveled away in their car. <laughs> yeah. But, so I started, yeah. I thought, this ain't happening, man. I can't support football like this. You know, I really took yeah. the club to heart. I, you know, I became really passionate and, emotionally attached to this this club that I just found out of the out of the blue and um yeah started the supporters buses and then everyone came together and then I kind of fucked it all up basically <laughs> um <laughs> with a silly incident against uh Clyde one afternoon it wasn't that major but you know it it, it might it, it made my position in the supporters club untenable and I had to I didn't have to, but I felt forced to hand it over then because my relationship with the board, which was squeaky clean because of what I'd done for the club and all that over the last two years, kind of fell flat within one afternoon of stupidness. And yeah, and then I came back, built it back up again. And, you know, it is a roller coaster. It's just up and down. And there's a bit of biography (laughs) as well of of like... um, Obviously, about the story with with uh, that, that idiot up in St Andrews. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's loads to go with it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few funny stories as well. My arguments with with the chairman, phone calls we had, and you know, chairman <laughs> ringing me up one day telling me to go and form my own fucking club because I because t- <laughs> I, I, uh, I told him that the supporters club were a ready made board, and if they if they carried on making silly decisions, that we oh honestly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My head, my, my head must have got too big for itself. I, I, you know, I, just, I just messed it all up. Basically, I just ru- I ruined everything I created, and that's what the book's about. Um, a few bits about the football on the pitch there, but it's mo- mostly about the supporters' club, the characters I met, you know, the people I met along the way, and the struggles I had at the start, um, speaking to people, and you know, being alone at the start, and then making loads yeah. of friends, and then building this thing up, and then it all just collapsing. Really, I'm still friends with people now, but it's just, you know, it's just a supporters club went uh, pot because of me a bit. <laughs> it sounds, uh, it's, it sounds like a crazy story, to be fair, it mate. It's, like, it's, it's mad that you just turned a corner, spotted a football ground, and then that's become a major part of your life just through an accident, you know, basically. By chance, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Accident. And, yeah. Um, I, I thought, you know, I thought, all it was was. I couldn't. I was sick of the B and Bs. They're horrible places to live in. They are. They're not. They're full, they're round full of idiots. And like, so I just thought I'll go this way. Um, I don't know what's down there, but I'm just going to go for a walk. And then found found a place like that. And then went in a pub, which was complete. I thought I walked in this pub. I thought oh, this is where this ne- the pub's next to the ground. This is where everyone must go. I, I can I can ask people questions and mingle and sort of get to know people. And there was one guy at the corner of the bar reading his paper nobody else in there and, they, and he told me like oh they get about 30 fans there 40 fans their games I was like right okay um That's proper football, yeah that and is. i thought you know i'll still give it a go i'll still give it a go and then yeah and the, the, the journey starts from there basically well, they're, they're the sort of stories that, that everyone loves aren't they they you know no like the the clubs that, that i don't get a lot of limelight and stuff like that and then you get this sort of it's sort of like a rags to riches tale of how you went there like accidentally and then like you say you become the 
on the ball, like the, the supporters club and fucked it up, like you say, and then got back into it and then sort of let it go and then write the book. But I bet the stories along the way, I bet they're, they're massively entertaining. They're the sort of things that you love to read about, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it show, showcases football at a, a completely different yeah, level definitely. to what we're normally used to seeing. And, and, and there's been, I know like, over the last few years, there's a big push. There's been a big push. Well, it seems to be more of a push on supporting like non-league or supporting local local teams, um, just mainly for funding and things like that. Um, I don't know if it's the same in in Scotland because obviously Edinburgh City are they are in the football league, aren't they? In, in yeah. Scotland, that will be at the a lower level. Um, but what's what's it like in terms of the the community around the club? And like I say, they're only getting 30, 40 people each game. Is that is that improved now as a result of what what you've yeah. achieved there? Um, the crowds were going to go up anyway, up anyway once they got to the SPFL. So the club got promoted. The club were the first ever club to get promoted through the pyramid system because cl- mm. Scottish clubs used to have to yeah. get voted in. But Edinburgh City actually went up through the playoff system and they became the first ever club to get promoted into the league from non-league that way. Um, so the club averaged yeah. around 300-odd in its first season at, at Meadowbank. And then obviously we left Meadowbank because um, the council thought it'd be a cracking idea to renovate the place, um, rendering us <laughs> homeless. So... There's me homeless a year before, and now there's me football clubs homeless a year later. And um, we went to Ainsley Park, Spartans. We get about 250, 300 there. Um, but yeah, the, the, the support still grew supporters club-wise um, because, as I said before, you go, you used to go to Edinburgh City games, even the first season in the in the SPFL in League Two, it was ones and twos dotted about. There was never, not everyone was sat together. Not, there was no, there was never, yeah. there was never any songs. There was never yeah. any chance. Nothing, absolutely nothing. But you know, me and uh, my friend Neil, who, who had the idea of starting a supporters club as well, we brought that to the table, um, along with a few other people as well that always wanted that, but never really had the uh, confidence to do it. Be the first one. Yeah. So, so you, so you lead the chants. Uh, yeah, well, actually, so you saying that? The first of a chant on the bus was actually uh, led by a lad called Aaron. He's a YouTuber. Um, he goes to Hearts and Edinburgh City games. He started off, and we all just started singing, and then we, we sang for ninety minutes at East Kilbride, and it never stopped since yeah. every away game and it, it just became like amazing this this one season 2018 2019 it was just an incredible roller coaster as well we're, we're pushing for promotion managed to fuck that up as well <laughs> so, yeah and yeah so I, honestly it was, it was it was a roller coaster it's really good really really good really enjoyed it and um, i just had to write about it i just had to put it in a book and let people share my experiences um through reading it to be honest yeah, that's 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 it, isn't it? It's, that's what it's all about. You get something so good like that, and you, you know you want everyone else to 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 read about it and and potentially take that and take it to their club. Because um, you know if you can inspire other people to get you know their clubs into that sort of situation where you know they might not have the 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 massive fan base, but they want that sort of fa- that family, if you know what I mean, that club family where they, everyone's in it together and on up for the team on and off the pitch. Um, I think that's that's. That's really good. That's what you want to do, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, we all love football and we all want it to grow and keep growing, especially these like non-league sides or lower league sides. We want them to keep building because it only makes the whole game better. If the very bottom is is a good standard, then the rest of it will be as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, my type of support is like not aggressive or anything like that, but I, I, I think the, the ultra style of U- Europe is what I have always wanted support to be do you know what i mean i'm, I'm talking about i'm not yeah. talking about violence or ch- i'm not talking about yeah, violence it's, or chucking it's, flares it's just pitch, it's passion isn't it passion, passion pure passion but at city you never yeah. got that mm. until the supporters club was formed and then obviously people had the passion inside them already they just needed a, a sort of 
they did a spark, don't they? At the end, they of needed the, a, they needed a spark yeah. to get them going as well. Do you know what I mean, I'm not going to you know say that against anyone. They didn't have any passion. They, they they did inside them. You know, you could you could tell when everyone got together and it all started you know going off and that. So yeah, it was just it was just brilliant. It was just absolutely brilliant. I wish I wish I wish we could bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where now you notice with obviously no no crowds in the stadiums and like that. It's it's not it's not the same, is it? And um, I think everyone's wanting to get back into the stadium and, and and I think you'll find for sort of the first few games when everyone's back, the the stadiums everywhere is gonna be bouncing, everyone will just gonna to wanna to go and watch football. And I'm hoping that that'll boost um lower league and non league football as well and it'll just push people into the stadiums because it's something that everyone's missed and hopefully that'll filter down and everyone will just want to get to a stadium and watch anybody I yeah. think yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll never complain about anything to do with a football match ever again <laughs> <laughs> don't care how much the beer is when you're yeah, on your away yeah, day exactly. in London <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay. so, um, so how are uh, Edinburgh doing now then where are where they sort of sitting in in football in fourth, Scotland period. fourth in League Two. Um, first couple of seasons were struggles. Just managed to stay up. Um, second season was worse than the first, and obviously that third season, the one I'm writing about, um, mm. nearly nearly got promoted, got beat in the playoffs. And last season as well, obviously the the season was was null and voided. Um, yeah. Even though they still mm. promoted and relegated teams from the Premier Division Championship which I thought was ridiculous but which meant Hearts got relegated um, but now the season well it's stopped again now but Edinburgh City were sitting in the playoffs again yeah. so yeah um, but am I optimistic about the club going up the season when it restarts I don't know there's there's certain clubs that there's a, there's a bit of money floating around at, at that level that's why Cove pissed the league last season they've got a, a backer that's worth I don't know I think it's something to do with Haulage he works in he's got a lot of money ploughed it into the into the club and Peter Heads always seem to have a lot of money and there yeah. seems to be a lot of money up in the northeast, sort of where the where the oil is sort of thing that's why clubs like Brora Range has always got money and you know but Edinburgh City because of competing with Hearts and Hibs as well financially it's never it's never been great um, we've had to literally scrape for every penny mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for a manager that had coached at Hibs before he turned up at City, um, we we might be out the football league now, um, the SPFL, mm. because he had the contacts to go right. I can get him, 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 and him, and build a squad with players that are way too good for that level, but weren't getting paid yeah. anymore. Do you know what I mean? Where so so we got a lot of yeah. um, we got a lot of jealousy thrown our way on forums saying, oh, they're, they're splashing the cash. They've got this money, all this money, <laughs> and it's absolute nonsense. We never we never had a penny. We never had a penny. We've got a, got a guy that's come in now. He's got a, um, owns a fourth capital, Tom Tracy. Lives in Switzerland. He's a majority shareholder of the club now. So there is a sound financial footing in place now. You know that the club don't really have to to worry about that. But he's still not going to like chuck thousands and thousands and thousands at players. He's very cautious. So which is good. It's, which is good for us as a club as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 what you want, isn't it? And like you say. Um, with two two sort of big sides in the city as well as as well as um, Edinburgh City, I mean it's always going to be difficult, isn't it? You see that in a lot of cl- lot of cities, um, two big sides and then a, a sort of smaller side that that sort of almost feeds off the scraps of the other two, doesn't it? But yeah. if you've got the contacts, you're going to use them, aren't you? I mean, no one's yeah. going <laughs> to you're not going to have the contacts and not use them. Yeah. It's just it's just stupidity. I mean, everyone everyone's going to complain about that, aren't they? Because they haven't got that. But I mean, you need that bit of luck though, don't you, to sort of to stay in league. And, and keep going yeah another another thing is as well um, where we've been really lucky is where when we come up Berwick Rangers who would have been the nearest team to us used to get all the players from the central belt for that level so 
all the local good players, like especially from Musselburgh or or mm. places like that in East Lothian, Trenent, and 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 then the outskirts of Edinburgh, and even in Edinburgh, and even in Edinburgh itself, players that weren't quite good enough for Championship Premier Division. Berwick, Berwick Rangers used to mop them up. So where we come along, Edinburgh City, we were the nearest team to all these players now. So we <laughs> so attracted to them, you, yeah. <laughs> and Berwick got relegated into non-league um, the season before last because they couldn't just they just couldn't compete with us for local talent because they would because yeah. we train at at the Orium in Edinburgh. Um, and it stops players as well going up to Peterhead and, and players places like that. They, they, they'd come to us because they know they can train, be back home from training within half hour instead of having to go meet up somewhere in Fife yeah. or meet up in Glasgow or, or meet up somewhere in, in Berwick-upon-Tweed <laughs> for training. They know they can come to quite central here in Edinburgh. And that's, what, yeah. that's, that's another attraction. It's not, about, it's not a lot of, about money in lower league football in Scotland. A lot of the players are um, good enough to play at a high level but because they've got really good jobs. Yeah, their jobs pay more than what they'd get at Livingston or Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So they stay, they stay playing yeah. lower league, and you know that. So it's not it's not about how much money we had because we didn't have any. We we're just very very lucky that we have got a huge pool of talent on our doorstep that we could just mop up and take over. It makes a difference, don't it? Yeah, when when you talk about the travel and things like that, you don't often think about that kind of thing. But at, at that level of football, it does make a big difference, doesn't Definitely. it? Because obviously the players have have lives outside yeah. of it. Um, so it's 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 good that obviously Edinburgh getting promoted up to the football league have now been able to to tap into that that sort of talent that's there and you know hopefully you can use that to build on on what you've already built and and keep moving up the leagues obviously that would be great to see from a club that's gone from more sort of like humble beginnings yeah, definitely. Isn't it? is that the is that the ultimate goal is to to move up the leagues and and get yeah, up there um the aim of the club is to become the best part-time team in Scotland um, that's mm. uh, that's the aim of the club. Um, there's there's part-time teams playing in the championship, Alloa, and uh, and, we, and we we beat Alloa in, in that season. I'm writing about in the in the Challenge Cup or the Iron Brew Cup, as it was called. Yeah. And went on that on that cup run in that in that cup. Um, and we, <laughs> of course, it's called yeah. the Iron Brew Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we nearly made a, a national cup final as well. Um, but that's all in the book. But um, yeah, we beat we beat we were beating teams at Alloa. We were going to our bro through a top of League One that season. And we beat them four one, and we, we have such a good team. And the, the difference between League One and Two is hardly anything in Scotland at all. Mm. Like there's no, mm. so that's why it's where you get a lot of clubs that like yo yo and that. And but the only the only teams that tend to bounce back up are the ones that are full time, like Rafe, Falkirk, Partick Thistle. Yeah, but the rest just sort of bounce up and down between League Two. You might get one one or two like yeah. Sterling and Cowdenbeath who managed to creep up to the Championship once upon a time. Yeah, but they don't last long. Uh, put it that way. So, would Edinburgh City last long up 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 up, up in the Championship? Uh, probably not. No, at, at the moment. Depends on who you bring in, though, doesn't it? Like, if if you were to to get up there, it, it really depends on on who you buy or who you, who you can draft in to play for the team. And um, do you ever do you get many like loan players from from the 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 top yeah, league yeah. come down to, yeah. to that sort of yeah. level. We get quite a few players from Hibs because um, of James McDonough's old contacts. We've had a couple of players from Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you get to the higher level and that, the local players will go to Dunfermline or, because that's just across the, the water from us. It's not even far. Do you know what I mean? That's like 20 minutes in a car or half yeah. an hour or whatever. Um, they'll go to places like that. They'll go to Falkirk, which is what, 45 minute journey away or, or something where they pay more. Uh, you know, so it's just, I, I don't know if we would do that well in the championship at the moment, 
Um, if mm. we had a, if we had big like huge investment, and Tom Tracy just turned around and said, right, putting everything into this football club, we're going full time like Queens <laughs> Park have. Queens Park have gone full time in our league in League Two. What's that all about? Um, <laughs> I know they sell they sell they sell Hamden Park and they go full time. It's mental. Um, but yeah, if if we went full time in, in the champ, we'd have to go full time to compete up there it's it's simple yeah. because you've got clubs like Hearts dropping in there sometimes and you've got Dunfermline you've got Inverness you've got Ray Dundee United have been there and Hibs and Hibs have been there as well Rangers were there a few seasons ago so it's it's very it's a very yeah, very difficult true. league to survive in that one very difficult you've got to be full time to survive in that yeah, I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? You, like you say, you've got to be full-time because you need the players, you've got to have the infrastructure, you've got you know the, all the training and all the facilities you've got to like, provide as well. Um, but I think that's like any team, isn't it? You, that's your goal, that's where you want to be. And it's a slow process, isn't it? It's not going to happen overnight, like you say, unless the chairman or the board turn around and say, right, there's a load of money, make it happen. Um, which, you know... I think that's the goal. That's the dream, yeah. isn't it? I think that's what anyone would want. So, are you are you still involved with the club now? Then are you? Or? Um, I'm part of the supporters club, um, mm. but am I involved with speaking to the boards and stuff like that? No, but like people will find that out in the book. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still sort of part of it in a way, um, but yeah, I'm not as emotionally attached <laughs> as I was before it's all, it's all explained in the book why um all the yeah, reasons yeah why. you don't want to give it away don't want to give away any spoilers yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't want to give too much away but um <clears throat> yeah it's not not as nowhere near as much as i was before um i, I explain why as well it's nothing really controversial or like oh my god do you know what i mean but it's still my own reasons why and yeah but that like you say it's it's reasons why and and everyone should get the book and, and read it if they want to know more so mate do you want to plug the book and, and plug it what it's going to be available on and all that sort of stuff yeah because um, I'm a bit of an environmentalist right <laughs> I'm not going to get it published <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to put it on Kindle or private uh, send it to you privately via an e-publication um, I don't know hmm. we're still thinking me and me and the guy that's going to uh, well, is proofreading for me and, and formatting it for me uh, we're still discussing that at the moment, but it'd probably be easier to go down the Kindle route. So once it's on Kindle, all you do is click a button and that's it. And, and you've it's got straight it. straight there, isn't it? And you've it? got yeah, it there. It's on your yeah, phone. You don't have to wait for it to be delivered yeah. or anything. It's just there. It's in your palm of your hand already. Um, yeah, probably going to retail at about £5, about the £5 mark. I've been looking, at, I've been looking at other stuff and, you know, some would do it for £6, £7 and that. And But if people are going to pay £6, £7, they'll pay £8 for a, a, a a book they can buy from the bookshop or something. So that's for, with an ebook yeah. as well. It's on your phone and yeah, you know it's not the same as as holding a book. So you, you can't charge as much. So five pounds reasonable, I think, and affordable for people. Definitely, it's it sounds like it's full of good stories as well. Um, so it's definitely yeah. something I'll be yeah. looking out for. Yeah. When's it out, mate? When's the when's it out? Same here. I'm looking for the start of March. Start of March. Um, yeah. I, I was trying to get it out earlier, but. You, comb, you you tend to comb over when you we got nothing to do. You tend to comb over chapters quite a lot. <laughs> you're like, oh no, let's replace that word. Let's replace that sentence and stuff like that. And then obviously um, the guy that's proofreading it for me, Martin, he's he's got a comb through it as well and stuff. So I will be finished it. I'd have finished it by second week of February tops, and it should be ready by the start of March. 
Yeah. So this is the, it's your first book, then, is it? Yeah. First one. Yeah. <laughs> any 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 plans for a sequel <laughs> or a deal? <laughs> um, <laughs> Depend, depends what happens with Edinburgh. Well, City, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends if I get taken to court over this one or not. <laughs> it would depend if I piss off. Um, no, I, I, yeah, there probably will be. Uh, like if this does well, and you know, the people have got an appetite for it, and they've got an appetite for the books, they've got an appetite for your writing. That's how I see it. Um, Absolutely. That's why people go back to the same author quite a lot. So people buy it and enjoy it, then and I get good feedback, then there's nothing stopping me in writing about stuff that I've done before I came to, to Edinburgh and, you know, um, sports-wise, football-wise or whatever, life-wise, maybe. Yeah, of course. I mean, you could probably probably write about 10 different sports as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could write about 10 different life stories as well, lads. Honestly, like, it's just, <laughs> you don't even understand. <laughs> um, no, there's, there's, there's one I want to do about the chef trade. Um, oh, I mean, I know quite a lot of chefs, and I know exactly the type of business it is. It's quality. Uh, there's some great stories, and oh, <laughs> uh, honestly, and I, I definitely think a book, a book about like the kitchen life would would uh, be a great read. That definitely. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I've been freelance for quite a long time, and I'd I'd worked before that. I'd worked loads of kitchens around the UK, um, living in and in different seaside towns and villages and wherever I was, wherever my um agent D, a name was, put me and said, "Oh, we got this next, so I, I'll go there." spend a month there would you fancy Cornwall Ash next time yeah go on then I'll go there do you know what I mean so I, I've seen like everywhere and every type of character and honestly I, I could write, that's probably probably going to be my next one actually yeah that'd be a good one let's see how this one yeah, does first though yeah that'd definitely be a way for it that'd be funny very very funny right mate um, so floor is yours now plug plug your book plug your twitter where can people find you basically to um, to get a copy of the book and where to find more of you cool um if you type in at cathedral underscore sport on Twitter, I'm there. Um, I'm not, that's, that, that'll get you everything. That'll get the, everything for, yep. for the book. That'll get our podcasts as well that I do, Cathedral Sport Podcast. Um, I don't have Insta. It's not my thing. The missus does all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have Facebook either. It's, it's, it's the most monotonous shite that I've, I've, it's so bad now, isn't it? Uh, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, so I got rid of that a while ago. And uh, I just I just use Twitter now, so I'm just on there at Cathedral underscore Sport. If you go to Anchor, the Anchor app, Anchor FM, we're on there. Cathedral Sport, Spotify, <coughs> sorry, Apple and Google Podcasts. We're on all the all the channels. Find us all there, all our shows, and yeah, just look out, just look out for updates about the book. Um, there'll be plenty for the next month because really, I'm just really ramp up the promotion now. So. Yeah, I mean, I've I've listened to your pod and it's it's good. It's good stories, and I like the the variety on there, and you get some good guests as well. So everyone should definitely check that out. Um, Jed, any yeah. more questions, mate? No, no, I'm I'm just really looking forward to to the book coming out. I'm I'm really intrigued yeah, yeah. now. I want to I want to find out what this what happened on this roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> that we've been into that. And um, I think I found my, I think I found my next football manager saved as well when I get when I get bored of my current one. Take Edinburgh City yeah, up to the Let top. me know. Put it on uh, put it on Twitter now. And I'll follow your journey. I'll, see you. I'll give you some advice on some players to sign as well in the lower leagues. Yeah, yeah. I might uh, I might see if I can get it after the book comes out and then uh, link the two. Call it my roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it just goes up. <laughs> All right, Ash, mate. Well, it's been a great chatting to you. Um, I'm looking forward to the book coming out. It's definitely something I'm going to give it a read. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, mate. Uh, thank you, yeah. Jed, as well. Thanks for coming on. 
Thanks Always for a pleasure, mate. Having me, lads. Honestly, a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll have to get you on again. Anytime, uh, mate. Definitely. Yeah, it's been a laugh. It's been definitely a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, uh, happy to come on def- again. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Just tell yeah, me. Happy days. <laughs> All right. And uh, thank you for all the <laughs> listeners out there listening. And, uh, cheery bye. Cheers. Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.